it's that time again. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking to finally build a business that creates consistent cash flow, but you're concerned about all the market disruptions, relax. You found your safe haven to learn the secret to success. List, you last. Welcome to this week's podcast. Hey, welcome fellow listing agents, Bob Mangold, the listing coach here with episode 17 of the If You List, You Last podcast. Now, last week I shared with you the analysis system that my agents utilize to determine where they should be spending their time, their effort, and most importantly, their money so that they achieve the highest ROI on their marketing dollars. Make sense? So this week I thought what I'd do is, well, talk about what those marketing systems should look like and roughly what you should be investing into them. Now, as always, make sure you join our Real Estate Asset Advisors Facebook group so you can join the conversation, share your thoughts, comments, or questions on any of the topics that I discuss right here on the podcast. I also upload some of the documents that I talk about on these podcasts and grab those also. Now, if you have a topic or conversation you want me to discuss on the show, go on over to the Facebook group and let me know what you want to do. Now, let's get started. Let's get into this week's mortgage market update. Now, there's a lot of information that's coming out this week. Interest rates have reared their ugly head again over the last mm, six to eight weeks, and it's going to impact what your buyers can qualify to buy. On Friday, as an example, a par rate on a conventional loan was 8% and an FHA was 7%. So make sure your buyers are aware of these differences because, well, an FHA is obviously much cheaper. And interest rates have climbed back up again, and it's going to impact what we can do, right? Now, last week in their earnings call, ZipRecruiter, who actually knows the real numbers, said that despite the government reports to the contrary, hiring in small to medium-sized businesses, which is the driver of our economy, dropped in 2023. The three sectors of the economy that actually grew was number one, government, number two, healthcare which is primarily driven by government spending, and three, leisure and hospitality, which are not the highest paying jobs in the economy. Now, when government spending is responsible for the majority of jobs being added to the economy, we are not going to get inflation under control, which means interest rates are simply not going to drop anytime soon. So sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but giving you the real story is my mission. Now, this week, we have new home starts on Monday, Case-Shiller and FHFA appreciation data. Wednesday is GDP. That's a big number. And Thursday is PCE and pending home sales. So a lot of those reports can actually impact mortgage interest rates. So if we see any data that you should know about during the week, like maybe telling you it's time to lock, we'll post it in the Facebook group for you. Okay, so if you did the work that I showed you last week, then you know where the listing activity is actually happening in your area. Congratulations. But now what? Here are my recommendations. And of, of course, you'll have to adjust based on your budget. Some of these things cost money and there are things you can do that are free. So let's think about what that looks like. So once you've identified your zip code or maybe your subdivisions or your cities, depending on your market, now it's time to get a list of all the homeowners from your title company or other resources. See if, see if they can get you the email addresses and phone numbers of those home buyers. It's called skip tracing, where you can actually get 
telephone numbers and emails. Emails, obviously a big deal if you can get it. Now, if you need help getting that info, just join the Facebook group and send me a DM and I can talk about who it is that we use and how I gather the data because I don't get it from title companies. So there's private sources that are much more reliable, much more detailed resources. So join the Facebook group, DM me, and I can tell you who we use. Now, once you have the list, what you're going to want to do is upload it to Facebook and start running custom audience ads. Now, depending on the size of your list, there's absolutely no reason to spend tops two or $3 a day. And again, depending on the size of your list, that may be overkill. So if you've got a list of 500 people, a dollar a day is perfectly fine. And remember, you can do that on both Facebook and Instagram. So I highly encourage you to do that because both of them are going to help you build that name recognition, especially if you can brand your messaging down to the benefits that you can bring to the client so that you're in front of them all the time. Okay. We're also going to encourage you to start running YouTube ads to those specific areas. YouTube ads are very low cost, but extremely effective, especially if you'll record a video for that message. Now, you could just do a banner ad along the bottom, and it's certainly possible to do, but just understand that it's very low cost, very effective, and well worth the money. But I'm guessing as you're listening to some of these strategies, you're saying to yourself, hey, listen, that's easy for you to say. How in the world do you do a Facebook custom audience ad or YouTube ads and all those kind of things. And I know you don't know how to do any social media advertising, but one of the reasons that I've created an advertising agent specifically for my group of agents is to eliminate that concern for them and make sure they're consistently marketing their business. So there are resources that you can go to that, that can help with that, freelancers and things like that. Again, join the Facebook group, reach out to me if you want to know who I recommend and, and I use and things of that nature. So the fourth item is start making circle prospecting calls, meaning call into those neighborhoods, right? If you have their name and phone number, that's not a hard thing to do. Now we use a cash offer script to be able to do that because it's pretty darn effective. But if you don't have a cash offer script, then the other way that you can do that is talk about the reverse prospecting strategy about buyers you have available looking for homes in your area. And I've done other podcasts on that, so I'm not going to re, you know, go through that again today. But let's say you ran reverse prospecting on a specific zip code and it turned out 65 buyers, whatever the number would be. Now the, the scripting could go something like this. Hi, this is Bob with EXP Realty. Hey, the reason I'm reaching out is I have a couple of clients that I absolutely promised that I would reach out into your neighborhood because they so badly want to live in that particular area. And I promised them I would call people in the area to see if you know of anyone who's considered selling their house. Notice I didn't say, hey, have you thought about selling your house or any of that stuff? And I do legitimately have interested buyers. They may be working with another agent, but we do have interested buyers that we could start to market that property through. Make sense? If we were doing cash offer circle prospecting, it would be a little bit different and saying, hey, listen, I have no idea if, if you'd be open to this or not, or if you've even considered selling your home, but I have a very specific group of buyers looking for homes in your neighborhood. And I'm just wondering if you'd be open to receiving an offer. So it could be that simple. It doesn't have to be hard. And again, let's say you have a, a 3,000 person list of a subdivision. 
you're not going to call them all in a day, but what if you started setting aside, I don't know, 25 calls a day so that you made sure that you reached at least 10? Because the important thing to understand, folks, when you're doing circle prospecting or any kind of phone calls, it's critical that you understand it's not the number of people that you dial. It's the number of people that you talk to. Make sense? Because you could dial 100 names, and if nobody picks up, you really didn't have conversations today. You need to have 10 conversations a day. If you listen to any of my podcasts and on any of my business briefings, that I, I hammer that point home. It's 10, 10 people a day that you actually speak with. Okay. Now, next, number five, you could run them through one of the AI services that'll help you narrow down those that will likely be selling in the next three to six months. There are systems that you can do that. There are many of them. Again, if you want to know who we use, just join the Facebook group, shoot me a DM, and I can tell you who it is that we utilize for that. Now, there's a, a pretty important reason for that. Number one is those people that are identified by AI, we want to target them and focus on them like a laser because we know with about 75% certainty that they're going to actually be selling, okay? So we can call them, we could do different things with them because, well, next is, number six is, do direct mail. And when you send direct mail, folks, here's the key. Do not send these little three by five postcards. We want to send six by eight postcards or five by eight, whatever the printer will do, because you want to make sure that people see you. So imagine this, you're doing Facebook and Instagram retargeting ads so that they do see you. Now you're mailing them. Now maybe you've called them. Even if you had to leave them a voicemail message, the name recognition is starting to click in. And remember, people need to hear or see you six to eight times before they'll consider working with you, okay? Number seven, if you have their email address, we'll set them up in a drip campaign. It's best to do like a 24-month campaign. Once a month is fine because you're doing all these other things for them, right? So they're going to see you. But what I want to make sure that you do is don't only make this about selling your home, right? Maybe what you could do is offer them an RPR or an updated valuation of their home or give them mortgage information or information on paying off their home in seven to 10 years or things that are going on in the neighborhood in the month of whatever, April or May. Break it up a little bit and do some different things. Don't always be focused on selling your house. Let your postcards and let your Instagram and Facebook custom audiences do that for you. Number eight. And mostly for the people that have been identified by AI as likely to sell, send a bomb bomb video offering to take and give them a valuation of their home. Hey, I've had a lot of people, a lot of my past clients have called and asked for an update on the valuation of their home. They're thinking about doing a refinance or whatever their reasoning is. And I just thought I'd reach out and see if you'd like me to get one for you. Just simply hit reply and call me back, right? Things like that. Because again, now what they're doing is they're seeing your face. And if you have a really big database, BombBomb can get a little bit expensive, but nothing ridiculous. But if you had to make a, a budgeting decision, then use BombBomb to the likely to sell AI targets. Make sense? Number nine, door knocking an hour or two a day, right? Our goal is to talk to 10 people a day. Full disclosure, I'm not a huge advocate of knocking on the doors. But if I don't have their email address or I don't have their phone number and I know they're likely to sell, then I would get out there and do that. Now, in Areas like Phoenix in the summertime when it's 115 degrees out, 
don't recommend it doing it then. And probably wait until it cooled off a little bit, but just get out and make sure that you have something helpful in your hand to give them. Yes, it's got to have a little bit of your branding, but things like, hey, what are home values doing in your neighborhood? And you could do it, or what are home values doing in your zip code or your city, depending on how small your cities are, right? It's something simple to hand them. And then you could say, here you go. This is what's going on in the overall area in the, in the zip code that we live in. But if you want something specific to your house, all I need is your email and I'll put one together for you. And that way you have an idea of what the value of your home is. So don't go out there and just be empty handed. Go out and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm just out in the neighborhood. I've promised a couple of buyers that we're working with who want to move in this neighborhood that I would reach out to people in the neighborhood and see if they knew anybody who was thinking of selling their home. Take it from that approach. And then, by the way, as long as I'm here, if I could drop this off, this is what's going on with home values in your neighborhood. If you want to know what yours is worth, go from there. So, again, a little time consuming, but if all you did, folks, was say, hey, I'm going to spend an hour or two a day, and I'm going to go out and knock on um, however many doors that you can knock on in that one or two hours, I promise you, you're going to get business from that. Number 10, I'm going to give you 15. So we're on number 10, sponsor high school sports teams. They're not very expensive. So when you do it, though, don't do the cheap one where you're listed in a program or something like that. You want banners out in the, if it's in the baseball field, you want it in the outfield. If it's in the football field, you want it on the fences in the stadium. You want people to be able to see that you're active and involved in those areas. Same thing, basketball courts, inside the gyms. Hey, there are parents though, and I, my kids are, are grown now, but when my son played sports, we always made sure that we supported those people. Now, one tip, when you do a banner, don't just put your name and your picture and your company name and et cetera. Put your USP on there. Make sure that you've got a catchy one. Like for us, it's, hey, when you absolutely positively want to sell your home for the most amount of money in only 14 days at half the cost of an old-fashioned listing, call us. That's going to take and get a value proposition out there that people are going to remember sitting in those stands. And it's a very inexpensive way to do that. Um, you know, Again, it's, it's going to depend on the size of your school and things like that. But you're talking about maybe investing $1,000 a year even if it was $1,000 per team, like football, baseball, basketball. If your daughters play soccer is another one, or either kids play soccer. Lots of people go out to those soccer and lacrosse games. My daughter, my youngest, used to play lacrosse, and there'd be 100 to 200 people at every lacrosse game. So it's a good way to get your name out there, be supportive of the neighborhood and things like that. Number 11, create a Facebook page about the subdivision, the city, or the zip code. And you could do things like announcements, promotions, business spotlights, garage sales, household items for sale. Just create something in that you're the administrator of. You don't need to go in there and, and post all the time about who you are and what you do, but get out there and do that. It's another reason if you're out door knocking that you have something else to tell people about, right? Hey, here's a flyer on the Facebook group that I created for 85050 or whatever your zip code is. So it gives you something to talk about. And then the other thing, folks, is you could actually start spending a little bit of money, $2, $3 a day, promoting that site, that Facebook page, 
in your particular neighborhood. So you can target specifically to say that zip code and make sure that those people are seeing that. Number 12, set up and promote a neighborhood garage sale. It's a great way to get your name out there. If you're out door knocking, that's another strategy that you could talk about. Hey, just wanted to reach out. Hi, this is Bob with EXP Realty. Hey, the reason I was stopping by is we're arranging a neighborhood garage sale on Saturday, blah, 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 from the hours and have a flyer for that. And then you're the one who's acting as the mayor of the garage sale. So the morning of that, hey, you're stopping by the houses, introducing yourself, going, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Things like that. You're building a relationship in that neighborhood, that area. Okay. Number 13, start making videos very specific to the area, right? So promote things to do in 86301 this weekend. Maybe promote local businesses, school events, school sporting events, especially if you sponsor them, right? Start posting on your Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok channels. Run Facebook and Instagram ads to build your name recognition specific to that area, right? One of the monthly things that I have my coaching uh, agents do is do a monthly update on what the housing prices and what the market activity is like and do that specific to your neighborhood. Number 14, make sure when you have a listing in the neighborhood that you're doing circle prospecting to invite people to your open house. So you can say, hey, we've got a listing uh, around the corner at 123 Main Street. We're going to have this open on Saturday from 11 to 4 and Sunday from 12 to 4. Would love to have you stop by and see how we do this. But most importantly, if you know somebody looking to buy a home in the neighborhood, please let them know. And if you want a flyer on the property, just text me at blah, 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 give them your phone number, and I'll send one over to you to give to them. Now, if you have a database of renters, you should be promoting every open house to them, both with phone calls and Facebook ads, okay? And then finally, number 15, this is an easy one. Build a Google My Business profile for the area by whether it's city, subdivision, or zip code that you're targeting. So you might have to create a couple of different Google accounts, but that's okay, right? You want to become known as that person that is the market leader in that particular area. So if you're doing all 15 of these things, folks, over time, you're going to build name and brand recognition in that area, in the more value branding that you provide versus just talking about putting your picture and your phone number on your marketing. Stop doing that. You've got to take and put your value proposition on these marketing materials. Want to learn how to pay your home off in seven to 10 years? Give me a call. I'll show you how. Things like that. Those are 15 relatively simple ways to become known in the area. Some obviously cost money, others do not. Now, for one last topic, how much should you spend to market you and your business? Now, there's no hard and fast rules in this, but a good guideline is to spend a minimum of 10% of your GCI if you want to see modest improvements in your uh, production. So all it means, folks, is you're running a business. You just have to understand you're running a business. You have to monitor where you spend your money and are you getting the best return on it, uh, on investment for it. But you have to invest in your business if you want to be successful in real estate. It works just like any other business, whether it's a restaurant, a clothing store, whoever it is, you have to promote the business. Now, if you want to be more aggressive, which is really more the guideline that I would recommend, take 15% of your GCI and if you're spending 15%, 
I can pretty much guarantee you're going to grow your business very aggressively year over year on a consistent basis. Remember, as you're building that business, you're increasing the number of people into your database that you can market to, and that's really where your money's at. That's this week's podcast. Now, don't forget, jump on our weekly or biweekly Elevate Business Briefings at www.elevate.com. And hey, one final note, I'm expanding across the country and I'm looking for motivated agents to become the market share leaders in their community. Now, I've got seven different strategies that really eliminate every obstacle that an agent encounters in becoming the dominant listing agent in their area. So if you're open to a conversation, just schedule a call with me at www.com. And if you want more detailed information on the whole if you list you last process and the home boss system, just go download a pre-release version of my book at www.ifyoulistyoulast.com. So we'll talk to you next week. And remember, if you list, you last. Talk to you next week.